Did you know that the original Final Fantasy creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi, made a spiritual successor to that legendary series called Fantasian for Apple Arcade, and every level in the game is a handmade, physical miniature model. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing, and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today at sifter.com.au forward slash arcade for a one month free trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. This offer is for new subscribers only $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. Pixel 6 Hello and welcome to Pixel Sieved. My name is Mitch and joining me is my co-host Daniel. Hello. It's been a while, Mitch. I know you've been away, but um I, I trust Ninja School is going well. Yeah, Ninja School is going very well. I'm back now, so nice. All right, enough about enough about Ninja School. Each and every episode we introduce you to a new creator and of uh, interactive media and find out what it takes to make these games that you love. And in this episode, we'll be taking a closer look at Webbed. And joining us are the developers of the game, Riley Neville and Noah Seema from Spug Games, based in Queensland. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, yeah. Well, I can't wait to find out more. Let's jump in. Australia's best video game podcast. Subscribe to Pixel Sift on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. Now, Webbed is the latest creation from Spug. It's a game about a cute spider on a mission to save her boyfriend. So, Riley and Noah, how would you describe the game? That pretty much sums it up. It's uh, You play as a cute little spider, you swing around, you build webs, you occasionally eat some flies, and you make friends with other bugs to uh, get help and save your boyfriend from a big bowerbird. That's, that, that's pretty good. That's the... Elevator pitch. <laughs> so you so you make friends with the bugs, but you're also eating flies. How does that diplomacy work? Uh, there is a fly in the game who's not a big fan of you eating the other flies. Uh, his name is the Fly Lord, um, and it, 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 there's some strange relationships there. But most of the other bugs you're on good terms with. What were some of the influences of, of the game's design? I guess I could just point out like where it comes from. So uh, Web started off as a uh, 2D remake of Just Cause 2. That's that's like one of the main influences. Um, so from that, we get like the basic grappling two objects together and some little parachute mechanics and the laser eyes. And and then on top of that, you know, we got some influences from Spider-Man, like, and I, I know Noah's taken a lot of influence from... I love spiders. And so like... <laughs> I've just got got a big big old book of spiders right here that I got to help me identify the spiders in my backyard, uh, and so I just that and it, just a exploring what native wildlife we have here. Every bug in the game is inspired by a real life bug, uh, so Australian wildlife is a big big inspiration as well as a fun game that's uh, like. 2D just cause used to be at least. <laughs> is there a particular spider species that she's based on? The player character is is um, a laser spider, which is 
loosely, it, it, it's a member of the peacock spider family, but it isn't a, a specific real life peacock spider. Um, the, the player spider and her boyfriend are both the same species, of course. Um, and yeah, they, 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 they draw some influence from peacock spiders, but just generally jumping spiders and, um, and, and they can shoot lasers from their eyes. The boyfriend in particular is inspired by uh, Maratus Volans and Maratus Gemifer combined together, uh, which is what Riley told me. Uh, I just had to look up what uh, we've got a document of bug facts uh, for which each bug was based off that I did up. So I didn't have to remember off by heart so I could read it whenever that question comes up. Uh, the, the player character is made up whole cloth based off of this made up or combination uh, uh, boyfriend peacock spider. And on that note, with all of the spider research, uh, could you tell us a little bit about the arachnophobia mode that's in the game? Yeah, so um, we have an arachnophobia mode. It turns all the spiders into the ga- in the game into friendly little blobs that roll around. Um, it's just the spiders, not the other bugs, but uh, we had enough people mention when we were initially showing things off that like, wow, they thought this game was really cool and really cute, but they just too afraid of spiders to play it like even with the cartoony pixel art graphic style it's still just too much like a real spider so i spent a day and added a the arachnophobia mode to turn everything into blobs which was not too difficult but it's it's a pretty fun mode because you get some good momentum from the squishy blobs and stuff like just swinging about and functionally, it's no different, yeah? Yeah. Because the, ga- the, the spider was already a blob or a ball just with some legs that animated in front of it. Yeah, I was about to ask if the blob itself changed how the game played at all, but I'm guessing functionally it's just the same thing. It just aesthetically looks different? Yeah, though I do think that like the aesthetic difference is enough to make you play it differently just a little bit. Like, you're probably not going to treat walking around the same way when you're rolling on your head as when you're scuttling as a spider. It's just, it feels a little bit different to play as the blob, despite all of the physics in the background being identical. I did notice that the game has a very powerful physics engine. Um, was that was that difficult to work with? No, we, we just use Game Maker's built-in physics for most things. Um, the web physics is a little bit more hacked together on top of that, but all of the the ways that the like objects and stuff move around are just it's box 2d physics is what it is it's what game maker has built in by default one thing when i was playing the game i kept getting so surprised that you can shoot lasers and i always forget to shoot lasers either at walls (laughs) or to destroy my own webs or anything like that and you mentioned earlier that just cause was a big influence on that (laughs) Um, but can you talk design. a little bit about how Webbed evolved from the original prototype Laser Spider Playground? So Laser Spider Playground is the prototype that I have on my H page at the moment. And it was basically just a grappling hook and a spider controller. And like it, it's there's no levels or anything in it. Um, and I started off just wanting to make that Just Cause demake. And that was about as far as I got with it. This, like, I, I, I realized that you could attach a grappling hook to another grappling hook, and that was a cool mechanic to make a, like, a spider web with. So then I made a little player spider, and that was 
about where I let like all I could get up to without Noah coming in at that point. I I saw saw that and it was like I just need you just need a few more things and you can start making levels with this, which is like a place you can't put webs, a place I can't stand, and that makes me value uh, an end position over a start position just by it took me more work to get there uh and it was dangerous to get there so there was a challenge involved and so suddenly i can make a game out of that or we can make a game out of that which is not what i was going for when i was suggesting it was just like oh hey this is what you can do to do next and then uh riley went away and did it and then like a, a month later was like here they are here's the the ice blocks and the big metal spikes <laughs> uh and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I was like, I want to make levels for this. Uh, and then, yeah, just picked up from there. <laughs> so then, then we started working together on it. And it quickly went from being just like a little thing that we were both working on in our spare time. And then it kind of took off on uh, on Twitter and Reddit a little bit super fast and then we got funding for it and then it's like okay this is our like this is our project now this is like what we're making as a as a game at that point i i ditched the vampire game i was working on because it was much more fun everyone enjoyed this game a lot more the laser eyes concept actually reminds me a lot of the the character eve from wally like a very cute character (laughs) but with a very violent with a very violent weapon it always catches me off guard, though, just the, like, the bassy thump noise every time I press E, and it goes, I'm like, oh, my God. Just, you're not expecting it at all from this little and, tiny cute And how she, how she kind of reacts to the recoil of her eyes. Yeah, she just goes, slides back every time. That, that's really important from a game design perspective, though. Like, you need it to feel thumpy, like, because otherwise you wouldn't even realize that you can kick objects around with it like it's one of your main tools for a lot of the like physics puzzles in the game is using your laser eyes to kick objects into the place that you need them and and if it just felt like a little pew pew a little laser noise or you didn't have massive recoil on yourself it, it, it wouldn't feel right to be kicking objects the same size as you were around uh you briefly mentioned um you got funding uh very early in the in the design process what was that like yeah we just lucked out hugely i think um we didn't have to pitch it to any publishers or anything um basically i made a post on reddit showing off some of the early web physics uh basically just after we implemented like curving webs that which is just an aesthetic thing but it made the webs feel a lot more natural rather than just like straight lines between everything um, and that got to like the top post on Reddit for like half an hour until I was banned from posting on our gaming for self-promotion. Uh, but in that time, um, uh, Will Nyland from, um, from Landfall Studios messaged me and was like, this is cool. Do you have funding for it? Do you, do you want us to fund it? And just they're, they're just funding... Other because they've been a very successful indie studio that funding other indie game projects and it just yeah kind of no real not much more questions after that just like people seem to like this game so do you want money to make it yeah very lucky just happened to be in the right place at the right time for that I think did the massive response on social media 
affect the way you were making the game? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, yes, it must have. But, like, it's not like there was a... It was a very steady increase in response, like, throughout development. So it's not like there was one thing where it suddenly went from no one watching the development of this game to lots of people following it. So, like, I'm sure we would have made a different game if there was nobody, like looking at the gifs on twitter and nobody giving us good feedback along the way but like i don't know how it would be different because it was just that i mean it probably wouldn't have an arachnophobia mode if people didn't talk about that uh it i feel like it probably would be at least a third shorter <laughs> I, I wouldn't have dug in my heels so much about the laser eyes might have compromised on that but that is <laughs> We're so glad you didn't. <laughs> it's a very controversial feature that a lot of people are very mad about, and mm-hmm. um, I, I disagree. They just think it's unrealistic. Yeah, and they in a game with robot ants and yeah. <laughs> and magical <laughs> islands in the sky. So can you can you tell us more about that pushback and how how you dealt with and how you dealt with people of that kind of criticism of the one of the main mechanics of your game, laser eyes? Oh, I don't think anyone's like. That's super serious. concerned about it there were a couple of posts on steam when the demo came out that were like this is unrealistic and <laughs> then the biggest and yeah obviously it's unrealistic it's a that there are many unrealistic things about this game this is not a nature simulation but um one of the main posts that is still i think the post with the most comments on the steam forum by far was just laser eyes are you for or against right here and it, it was just somebody just drumming up support for like no it must be venom blasts or some sort of web shot like spider-man like that as if that would be more realistic than the yeah. laser eyes because jumping spiders can definitely do that yeah jumping spiders barely even weave webs in real life yeah <laughs> <laughs> It, it does make for a good rage quit moment because I did find myself when I was playing it uh, last night when I was just had webs everywhere and, and a piece of the ant, robot ant, wasn't going where I wanted it to go. And I was just, I couldn't figure it out. I just held down the button and then I just blew everything away. I was just like, ah! <laughs> I just, and I just took everything out. I just reset everything to normal. It was quite cathartic. It's a reset button. Yeah, it was great. It was, and, and, the, and it's auto as well. It's like a full auto laser eye. That's great. With the actual development of the game and uh, some of the social media, I guess, pushback, have there been any other things that have been particularly challenging with developing webbed? I mean, the only thing coming to my mind is we redesigned the final few levels like three times, or I did because that was my work, my level designer. So like just trying to get those right and feeling good for like a finale, but also not too difficult. uh, It took a bit. Uh, We I made a few levels that just kept not being fun or easy enough to understand. So I think I programmed like three different, like significant mechanics for those levels. They just, yeah. just didn't end up working. Could you talk a bit about those, those mechanics at all? Um, what would you have in mind? Those levels were, were going to be all about like, f- like the, the finale takes place in a floating Island, um, like in the sky, like a flying, a flying mm-hmm. Island. That is where the bow bird has kidnapped your boyfriend. 
um, and those levels were going to be about like using those floating rocks in a cool way to like hide and 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 dodge some dangers um which i don't want to get too into without spoilers but yeah um, yeah but the the floating rocks just ended up being too difficult to control with physics engine and people didn't understand them when they were working properly with the physics engine (laughs) yeah people didn't realize how to get onto the rocks and how to stay on them without falling off or because like if you knew what to do pretty easy to do because like riley and i knew what to do but then putting in the hands of someone who didn't have that conversation about what should this level be about they're like i don't know and locked through it or didn't luck through it and just got frustrated and stopped playing in the last level. Basically, I think what we learned from that is don't don't introduce new major mechanics in the last like five percent of the game. I was just thinking to Noah as a level designer, what sort of things are you thinking about throughout the progression of the story? And as far as pacing goes, I'm really interested to know different beats, I guess, or sections that you would have in this game. So much. I mean, here's I've got a paper map that I've just pulled down recently. Uh, this is the whole beetle section. I mean, not all of it, uh, but like I I drew this out as a before I'd even started working on it, thinking about puzzles that could be in each room because this this whole beetle section was inspired by it was about what if we did some half life style puzzles, but also everything was mostly mud, and so it was slippery, uh, less web surfaces, and more physics-based puzzles like seesaws and elevators and gear jams and stuff. And so thinking about that, uh, it was like uh, things that it's fun to do across that is trying to get up a hill with momentum and then trying to climb when you have limited spaces to grab onto. And so as you can see, there's a bunch of, uh, where's the camera? There's like steep inclines and then like dips into water and then you have to go up a, a shaft there's a few of them and then there's like a, a water seesaw puzzle here so that's what i'm thinking about is uh uh you know where is this going what's the whole focus of this area because like bees is swinging ants is uh button and uh cog puzzles and beetles was physics puzzles and so uh building those up in ways that you understand what each one will be next by building on ideas because you've got first seesaw water seesaw uh, we understand things can weigh down, so we have an elevator pulley later. Uh, also, each one of those is in a space that's safe, so you don't have to have any pressures and time pressures on understanding them, which is, again, what we made a mistake with in the final level, was there is a time pressure. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, it's it's a lot of things that uh, I'm thinking about so much as I'm drawing scribbles on a piece of paper to then once I, that's done, I was like, cool, I have an understanding of what each room will be now. Yeah, yeah, of course. That, no, I find all this really interesting because I was just thinking as far as developing the story goes versus the levels, do you approach it as a mixture of thinking about the mechanics that you could promote a little bit more in a certain section, maybe more use of the laser or more creative ways of spinning webs? And does that tie into the story or does the story come first and then you sort of plan it out from there? Uh, it sort of builds together. I know we talked really early on before we'd like even started building proper levels was uh, it, like the whole bees section, like the, the, here's the paper map for the bees section. 
uh, was the first one we made. And it was originally just going to be a demo to send out before we even got funding, I think. And so uh, that was just like, we like the, we love the where swinging and we want some more weaving sections in there as well. And so the whole thing's around mostly swinging and weaving, which is about limiting spaces you can stand on. So you're forced to just keep swinging along um, and also making it look like a treetop. Yeah, and, and it was the fact that we wanted it to be focused around that swinging mechanic that made us go like, well, where does that make most sense? It's like in the treetops and the sort of creatures we can meet along the way in that case is bees because they're flying around the trees and, and the fact, and, and with bees, we've got um, uh, like a quest for, to help them collect pollen. So it, it'll all just kind of like back and forth there. What do you both hope that people take away from Webbed when they actually get to experience it themselves? I hope they enjoy swinging and weaving webs because uh, I still do. I'm still going through it and still enjoying it, even though I've played it so many times all the way through. I, I, I hope they like get a deeper understanding for the little critters in, in, in the bush that don't get enough recognition. <laughs> I, I like kind of joking there because it they are it's very cartoony but like after making this game i am genuinely like less afraid of spiders now and like i just bugs feel more like animals that are cute rather than creepy crawlies and i like that i think that's that's a important thing yeah seeing some people go in their backyards and looking at the spiders that have been there the whole time but like you know normally kept away from which still keep reasonable distance but you can look at them and they're fine like the little dude just hanging out in the whip <laughs> is that something you think about like possibly the therapeutic possibility of your game yeah i i do hope it can help some people with like some like we of course we've got the arachnophobia mode in case you know it, you have a level of arachnophobia that just means like you you can't look at anything that is approximating a spider but um I do also hope that like we've had enough people who've gone like I I'm terrified of spiders, but this spider in particular is cute and I can handle that. And then we have some other spiders in the game that are maybe a little less cute than the player spider, and but they're still they're still friendly, they're still not a threat at all in the game, and and just just having that like being in that um that fiction for a little while to maybe give you some vicarious exposure to creepy crawlies and, and, and not and where you're not thinking of them as a threat and you're just going like, Oh, these are, these are friends. Hope that bleeds over into real life a little bit. Um, I noticed there were quite a few language options uh, in the settings of the game. Um, what was it like localizing it uh, to all these different languages? Not super difficult. We got a uh, localization company to do all of that for us. Um, so we have nine languages in the game, including English. Um, and yeah, we basically, we, we had a massive spreadsheet of all the text in the game and we sent that over to the localization company and, and we just got the translated text. And uh, there's been a bit of back and forth, like the Japanese translation was initially like too advanced for the audience that we want the game to be for. So we've got a new like more child-friendly version of that now but yeah it's been pretty easy expensive though so like it's, it's 
that's that's the other side of that. If it, if it's easy to do, it's not cheap. So with the, I guess the development of the actual game from going from, not I guess predicting that it would blow up so so huge on Reddit and to getting funding and everything and how it changed because you were mentioning you're working on a vampire game beforehand. Is there one lesson that you learned while making web that you guys will both carry throughout your career? I know I want to write a, a postmortem if I can uh, in the next few weeks because uh, in my time at university studying game design, it was really important to look back on a project after it was done to then package up everything I learned and be like, okay, so this is this is actually the lesson I learned or I learned a few lessons, of course, but like I haven't thought about that yet because <laughs> it's not out yet. And I haven't written it yet, so... Uh, I can answer that later, probably. <laughs> mm, mm. No, that's that's totally fair. I think that uh, all that is just information as well to look back on a project such as this. And once you're actually not in it anymore, you can have that level of disconnect in a way to really mm-hmm. look at it objectively and say, this and this and this worked and maybe more lasers in the future or something like that. You know? <laughs> like there's certainly a lot of little things I've learned a- along the way of like, just in in terms of like practical making games because this is only really the second game i've released um like just just skills there's a lot i've I've learned a lot along the way but i i'm not sure that there's like a particular big lesson i can think of yet again when i play the game i'm always so fascinated by the laser mechanic because everything else seems pretty grounded as far as the actual art style itself goes it's a bit cartoony but everything as far as proportions and stuff go still kind of feel like a real world counterpart and if that makes sense so i suppose was balancing the juxtaposition between cartoony versus realism something that you intended to go for or was it just sort of did it kind of just happen yeah i that was that was definitely intentional like all of the characters in the game are they're cartoony but i I, i've tried really hard to keep them still be grounded in like like particular sorts of insects and stuff like every 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 bug in the game has at least one real world counterpart which is like what all of it is modeled on but yeah we did also want to have it be quite cartoony and like nothing is to scale at all the beetles are meant to be smaller than like the ants yeah yeah if we use ants as a reference most things are meant to be smaller than the ants yeah the the ants are based on like bulldog ants, which are massive. They're huge ants, but they're also ants with a lot of personality, which is why like, I chose them to be the ants in this game. Um, whereas like peacock spiders are the tiniest little things in the world. They're, they're like less than a millimeter across sometimes. But in this game, they're the same size as these massive ants. So Now we've come to the end of our episode. Uh, if you're keen to learn more about Webbed, you can hit the links in the description of uh, this episode or on your podcast player, or you can check it out on Steam where you can wishlist the game. Uh, Riley, Noah, thank you for joining us. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Pixel Sift is produced by Fiona Bartholomeus, Nicholas Kennedy, Daniel Ang, Sarah Island, Vivian Thumb, and Adam Christo. Johnny Giovanni is our executive producer, and my name is Mitch. I am the senior producer. As always, um, links can be found in the show notes of our show, of the website as well, pixelsift.com.au. And uh, if you can give us a follow on Facebook, 
Twitter or Instagram, uh, you can find us at Pixelsift on all those sites. That's uh, Pixelsift on your social media. And you can also come down on Discord. We'd love to have you there. That's pixelsift.com.au forward slash Discord, where you can share your creative work, talk about topics and games and anything else. Pixelsift.com.au forward slash Discord. And while you're there, could we also ask you for one more favor? The number one free thing you can do to support us is to share the show. So word of mouth is super important to indie podcasts like this one. So please let your friends uh, know if you reckon they'll enjoy our content. To make it easy for them to take part in the show, just send them a link and I promise we will love you forever for it. That's all for this week. Thank you for joining us and we will catch you next time. If you're in the market for a super addictive puzzle game, you have to check out Mini Motorways on Apple Arcade. It's a city planning strategy puzzler with an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today. That's sifter.com.au slash arcade for a free one-month trial of Apple Arcade, and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. New subscribers only, $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled.